0: This is the Eurovision Sport Radio Podcast with me, David Nacht. In this episode, we meet some podcast rebels. When you look at the podcast charts, you'll see that public service broadcasters have a strong presence in the headphones of listeners across Europe. We wanted to bring together a group of these podcast experts to explore how we could work together in the future, especially in the world of sports. I'm joined by three of my colleagues who took part in these sessions. First up... Mark Shardlow from the BBC. Hello. We also have Marina Schweitzer with us from Deutschlandfunk. Hi, hello. And finally, uh, all the way from Melbourne, Christoph Mallet from SBS Australia.
1: Hello, bonjour.
0: It's uh, great to have the company of you all. You've all been involved in this podcast Rebellion project that we've run over the last couple of weeks. Uh, congratulations, first of all, on these sessions. In general, what has the experience been like for you? Marina, could you start maybe?
2: Yeah, well, to sum it up, it was really great fun. I just wrote that to my group uh, in WhatsApp Um I think it was an awesome experience to really have people from all over the world to create something really concrete together. And I would have never thought that a couple of lunch break meetings could really come up to this. And we really created, we didn't only come up with an idea, we also really created something already. And yeah, it was a new and excellent experience for me and really inspiring.
0: Mark, what has it been like for you?
3: Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, we've had five one hour sessions to come up with uh, a concept uh, to to delivering uh, an actual pilot and to work, to, to listen to um, experiences across Europe and to work closely with two or three other colleagues from, from Europe was a, a fantastic experience. A, you know, something that I just do not get on a, a weekly basis.
0: And Christophe, what about you?
3: I did really like the
1: fact that um it was uh a lot but uh not too much uh but also enough to fit into your uh, old busy life you know so that 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 was uh, really good and then we were able to then take this away ourselves and then arrange this in our own time
0: we are all public service broadcasters and and together we've been talking about this uh, podcast revolution leading a podcast revolution but what does that mean for 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 us all because Aren't we already leading the way as as PSM, Mark? How do you feel about that?
3: Um, well, in in Britain, I mean, I think the BBC are doing a pretty pretty good job and latched on uh, very quickly to the fact that um, audio audiences were were changing and there was a real opportunity with the development of the BBC Sounds platform, uh, which was perhaps criticised early on but now i think people are getting it that actually that this is the place where you're searching for audio whether that's uh, live radio or podcast form whatever you want to call it It, it's audio and we all work in audio um so uh i I think that as far as we're concerned at the bbc we, we we've we've latched onto it and we're learning and uh we learn ever more what Especially the younger audiences want, you know. We're we're trad- we used to traditional radio, and we we we're very good at traditional radio. But but um, we are learning now how to adapt fleet of foot to this very new and competitive medium. What is there now? One point two million podcasts out there. Three hundred thousand in the last six months. It's a super competitive area. But I think as public service broadcasters, you know, we we've, we've got a a great heritage in broadcasting. And if we can bring that together with the rawness of podcasting, then we really have something to offer.
0: Christoph, what is your view?
3: I think, um, you know, if I look at what we've been doing in Australia,
1: uh, we've got two main uh, public broadcasters. There's ABC and SBS. Uh, And then SBS is kind of the the naughty cousin with like the Channel 4, if you want, for for England to the BBC. Uh, So we've been very irreverent in our approach. Uh, And in a way, podcasting has been very interesting for us because, we came from a traditional audio to try to go online, online with video, online with Facebook Live, you know, but then we realized maybe actually, you know what, our job our job is actually audio and we don't necessarily do video well, but we can do audio very well in different format. But in reality, we've been podcasting for more than 10 or 15 years. You know, we've been backing up our content and a lot of the stuff were already online. It was just this ability to take, you know, what we had, we thought, could be the video, then now the audio side of it is becoming a lot, a lot stronger at SBS because we're taking ownership of it a lot more than, you know, we're not stepping on the TV side of it.
2: We have these huge archives. We have uh, archives that go way back. Um, Public radio within Europe is you know really old so um we we have this huge chance to to do um really high class documentaries with with the material that we have and and also i mean our company well deutschlandfunk um they we we've, we've been doing quite some podcasts and um our company has been really successful also on the market with podcasts and yeah, I feel like now from from just the couple of weeks that we spent together um now I know that we can we can do this more internationally even and maybe even I mean look into English um projects or anything. I mean, I don't know, you know where it leads, but um I think it's a huge um it's a huge opportunity. And
0: and Mark, what gives a, a public service broadcaster the edge, the advantage, if you like, uh, compared to all these strong private players?
3: Uh, well, one, we've, we've got a, a great place to promote our podcasts. When you when there are 1.3 million out there, you've got to shout loud to get your podcast heard. Uh, so two, uh, I think we're trusted and we do have uh, a certain amount of authority. We certainly have the technical skills, um, 1.3 million podcasts out there, but some of them actually difficult to listen to Um, we we need to make sure that we have we we bring across however fleet of four and however modern our techniques may be be, but we need to make sure that we we maintain our audio quality to to stand out amongst the crowd there so i think they're just a few few examples of where, where we can score
0: marina could could you maybe elaborate briefly on on the german market how competitive is the the podcast market in germany
2: Oh, I'd say it's really competitive. I mean, we've got podcasts. I mean, ARD, the German um, national public service, is a is a service that is um, focusing on regional broadcasters, and then you have Deutschlandfunk, which is the national public radio, and um, and most of them. I'm I'm pretty sure all of them have their own podcast projects and. Um, that's a that's some sort of a competition, a healthy competition. Um, but also then all of the not only private radios, but I mean, just private people who, who publish their podcasts. It's it's a huge market. And um, Germans, you know, learn English better and better. And now they're, they're already listening to a lot of English podcasts. So that really comes into the game that um, many young Germans, I mean, they're they're right into those. They they dive into all of those competitors in, on the English and the German market.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Christoph, the Australian market uh, is predominantly English, I assume. But but what's it like in Australia?
1: It isn't. It is not. Yeah, no, it is. <laughs> but I'm preaching my own uh, my own uh, you know? my own thing here because the the SBS French is actually doing really well. Um, but you know, it, it's interesting because we, yes, we are in competition with. The US and the UK. Uh, so for us, it's even harder because the content that is coming out of the UK is honestly it's, it's great quality. What's coming in from the US is a different kind of format. But what I like to isolate in this in English, you start now to see regional aspect of podcasts. So the US are not doing the same way the podcast the same way as the British, even though they're sharing the same. I mean, and Mark might correct me here, but they're sharing the language, most of it. Uh, but what I will say is that there's a style that is different. One thing I wanted to add on what you guys said before is that uh, one other thing that, as public broadcasters, we have as experience in this market is that we've already been burnt with how TV was ripped apart by Netflix you know as as a platform so coming into the the audio platform we know what's going to happen and we've been there before and we struggled before and, and we you know we str- we struggle and we kept our head above water uh, in a way and some some content have been fantastic uh, but we've got this experience and hopefully in terms of the management we should not get burned twice you know in that way
0: okay um and basically finally um you know having had our sessions over the last few weeks. What, what do we take from this? Where do we go from here, Christoph? Maybe you could kick off.
1: Uh, I don't know. <laughs> that's the <laughs> that's the short answer. Uh, but I just hope this is this vibe is going to come on. So so for example, we we've, we've created this little WhatsApp group. I hope our WhatsApp group is not going to die. You know, because I've had some really good, powerful exchanges uh, in this. Uh, I've learned a lot, and he, I've learned a lot about you know. Simple things, but uh, things like uh, the struggle I've got internally with my middle management to get anything through, but in reality, I'm on the other other side of the world, but you guys are experiencing exactly the same thing, uh, albeit in Sweden, in Switzerland, in Belgium, in Britain. We all have this sort of layer where we need to convince uh, people. Uh, and, and the complete, the the hardness of getting um, a podcast out is not just to be recognised by the public, but it's also to get recognised internally. That's something I've, I've really appreciated in, in understanding that it's not just me, it's not just us that are struggling, it's everybody else that are struggling.
0: And Marita, where would you like to go from here?
2: Well, what really came from the past couple of weeks was uh, hope that we can create something together, a lot of inspiration. I'm, I'm really, really in a high spirit now that we can, we can do something. And also faith in our strength, I, I think. I mean, um, we could compare ourselves a little bit to each other. And, you know, we all have really great ideas and we have great resources. So, yeah.
0: And finally, Mark?
3: Uh, Yeah, continue to collaborate. And I think what we've shown also is that we haven't just collaborated, but we've collaborated quickly, really quickly um often you think of collaboration will be a, a month month and month long process but this has been done in hours and not not weeks or months so uh yes staying together and throwing throwing around the ideas I mean we we uh, as a group need to be watching for trends and need to be experimenting with formats and what sort of formats uh would would work to public service audiences in sport across Europe could it be daily could it be weekly Are there things that we haven't really thought of what what do we each learn from our various different formats and what can we collectively uh, contribute
0: my thanks to mark shardlow as well as marina schweitzer and christophe Male, and thank you to everyone who took part in these lunchtime sessions i hope to see this community develop further and to listen to its results in the months to come Meanwhile in October we'll be meeting for our own virtual sessions in the form of the Eurovision Sport radio plenary. I have no doubt that our next episode will be recorded behind the scenes of this virtual meeting.